You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we hope you had a great Father's Day. It was a fun weekend of baseball. Chris, uh, we got the, uh, well, I got Nelson Cruz, so Dan O'Grady put it on the board again. I got the weekend home run call, right? Yes. So uh, that was a good time. So there you go. Nelly Cruz going yard in that. And uh, look, we're uh, we're feeling good. And Chris, we're doing so good on the show here that you even called a trade the other day. And uh, (laughs) you said Edwin Encarnacion was going to get dealt soon. And my goodness, what is it? Like six hours later, he got traded. I mean, that's some real power you've got. Yeah, it is. I, I think I messaged you immediately. I was like, did we just talk about that? I'm pretty sure we just talked about uh, that. With yeah, Edwin. We, we did. We, uh, um, yeah, we did. Must be nice to be the Yankees. I know they've went through some injuries this season, but, you know, they've, they've been fine without some of their top dogs who they're going to get back this week. And then they acquire the American League leader in home runs in Edwin Encarnacion. So they're going to put him right into the middle of that order today, I would assume, against Tampa Bay. So, it's it's a that's a tough lineup, man. When when you go through, you know, Vought and or Voight rather and Hicks and Sanchez and Edwin, and then you're gonna get Judge and Stan back here and you know, Glaber Torres is gonna be your what, your eight or your nine hitter. It's that's a scary lineup. It is. It absolutely is. And and look, it, it's I think he's gonna play a fair amount of third base. I feel like that's gonna be what happens with the Andohar injury. I just feel like that's kind of coming down where you're going to see Encarnacion show up at third base, which is not the prettiest thing in the world. No, it's <laughs> been I a think, while since I've seen that. Uh, it, I, I would days. not be, it would not shock me if that happened a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to be a ton, but you know, eventually when everyone's back, you know, you, you got to squeeze in somebody somewhere. It's, it's got, <laughs> you know, you got to yeah. figure that out. I, I think Hicks may be the, well, Brett Gardner is definitely the odd man out there, but Hicks too will probably lose some bats, but it'll be interesting to see how they go. And who knows, maybe, you know, they'll suffer another injury or something. Like I'm not saying it's possible, but they've had some bad luck this year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, let's, let's take a quick fly around yesterday. Uh, so besides the trade that happened over the weekend, um, yesterday was a, a lot of bullpen wins and losses. A lot of games got decided in the bullpen, which was uh, kind of silly. Uh, I'll take us to task right now. My boy, Yorado, let us down. It was not a good start for him. Four quality starts. The streak ended. I'm sorry. It was bad. I hear you. Uh, also, Bauer was uh, good enough against the Tigers, so you had that one. So if you listen yeah. to Chris, you were good. I was off of that one. Chris was on. Fultonevich was good. He and was. And, and, the, and the Braves put up 15 runs on the Phillies. So that is one of those things where you look at it and go, you know, it, you know, every time you're looking for the Phillies to do something, you're just, just, it, just never do it. <laughs> you just can't get it done. We're hoping for Hoskins to get hot and stay hot and all these things. It just hasn't come together. My question to you is, is Fulton average start? Is this like a little bit of a, a possible you know, turning point here for him in the season? It, it it may be. Um, he still walks some guys. He had five walks, but he's he you know he managed to just get through with just one earned run and six K, and that's encouraging, right? Because obviously he was allowing some home runs and some walks here and there, but he wasn't really striking a lot of guys out, and and he was just giving up those bombs. So uh, it's encouraging that he 
you know, he at least struck out six. And we'll get to it today. And, I, you know, it was, it was a semi-watered-down Phillies lineup. I mean, no JT Romuto in it. Um, no Jay Bruce. There's a couple other guys in there that are really struggling, like Franco, uh, Cesar Hernandez. So, you know, it, I am encouraged. It's, it's a step in the right direction for sure. But um, we'll have to keep an eye on it going forward. Man, there were some runs scored yesterday for sure. I mean, who saw the Blue Jays going into Houston? and putting up 12 and, and shutting out the Astros. And how about the series in Colorado and San Diego? We mentioned the Padres' bats and how just underpriced they were despite being at cores for the weekend. It, I mean, they got outscored 48 to 44. Every game was like a – that was a four-game series. Every game was like a football score. Unbelievable stuff from, from the Padres and from Charlie Blackman, who had uh, 15 hits in the series, a four-game series, the most ever. It was 131 hits, Joe, in that four-game series. I mean, they were setting records left, right, and center in, in Colorado this past weekend. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and we taught everybody, look, you, we got to take some shots and some pitchers to get that done. And some of the shots worked, some didn't. We also talked about alternatives, too. Like the Yankees pounded yesterday on the sponge, as uh, we thought he would, which is good. Paxson was also good in that one, so that's a positive moving forward for the Yankees. And the, the Twins continue to be the Twins. And Ryu now stands on the year in 90-plus innings. He's got five walks. Man. Just kind of just, just soak that in, everybody. Five walks over 90-plus innings this year. I mean, that's – like I said, it's Kurt Schilling's the last time I remember somebody – who is quite like that. It's that unreal level. because like a 1.97 ERA over 82 innings last year. And if you thought that was fluke, oh, he couldn't do it, you know, over a hundred plus. And he's got 1.26 this year over 93. It, it really is remarkable what this guy is doing. And especially at home, which we've talked about 51 innings, Joe, at Dodger stadium. And he's got a 0.87 ERA. Opponents are hitting 186 <laughs> against him. It's, that's so filthy oh to even it's, think it's, about it's it. Five earned runs in 51 innings. <laughs> He's got the same amount of earned runs as he does on walks on the year. Yeah, two walks. Like, two walks. It's just it's insane. <laughs> and you know, you mentioned the the Jays too. This is twice now in a week where they've put up some huge numbers. I wonder if this offense is starting to click a little bit too. Uh you're seeing some big outputs from we faded Peacocks. So we got that one right for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, there there was a lot of good things there that we got on Saturday and Sunday, but you know, a couple things got to take us to task because we are an honest program. I know, I know. DFS and honest, it's tough. But that's what we do here on the Line Star app. We keep it real, Chris, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, we have to hold ourselves. Well, that was a long delay before you said (laughs) keep it real. I mean, I don't know if you were just kind of going, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that's what you were doing and not like, I don't know if there's delay, like an internet delay, but no, I feel you. We have to. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Absolutely. I mean, when when things don't go right, we got to, we got to, we got to step up and take it. There's no excuse. We have to. And then we move on. Exactly. As you say, it's a new day. It's a new day. And today is a new day. Yes, it is. And keep in mind, there's going to be some weather issues going on. So that's, uh, that's something to keep in mind, especially on the East coast. There is going to be some rain in some potential spots, but that's not going to stop us. We're going to get our DFS lineups going. We're going to start with the Yankees uh, where Masahiro Tanaka is going to be at home. Uh, Chirinos is going to open this one. Um, who's who's going actually later today after Torinos opens? It or, might just or be no. Torinos. Yeah, Torinos is actually the guy today. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he may just be the guy today. Which you know, I was doing a lot of driving this weekend, and I was listening to the Rays broadcast. Of course, they're playing the Angels, so that's that's you know that's why I was listening to it. But I was like, that's why. Okay, yeah. like, you need a reason. Why are you listening <laughs> but, to that? Yeah, no. For one, they were giving a lot of love to David Fletcher, who probably deserves a top fifteen in the league and batting average. But they were just talking about how. 
just so many innings out of their bullpen so far this season, and they're going to need some guys to go deep into ball games, or it's really going to catch up to them. Because as we know, you know, talking about the Rays all year, there's only like three guys that they roll out there, and then everybody else is, you know, openers or from the bullpen. So they're going to need some some innings from Chirinos. He's given them to him lately, 14 innings in his last two starts, only two earned runs, 13 strikeouts. But overall, Joe, I just I don't know where the upside is with him because, you know, only 62 strikeouts in 75 innings. It kind of caps his upside, and then he's got to go up against this powerful Yankees lineup. So he's in a tough spot. And Tanaka's only 8K, which makes him a terrific secondary pitcher tonight. I agree. I mean, I know I know sometimes Tanaka has had home run issues in the past, but I don't think of the Rays as a giant home run hitting lineup. And tonight, you know, it's it's there's a few big-time pitchers that I think you want to be interested in. And Tanaka, I don't know. I don't think I know want Tanaka as my standalone pitcher on FanDuel because on the FanDuel side, I'll bring up his price in a second here. But I mean, at eight K, I feel like that's a huge discount of what we normally get on DraftKings on Tanaka. And considering the Yankees' offense is rolling, considering they're adding another piece of Encarnacion to the middle of this order, which is huge, I don't understand why you know you, you wouldn't. Uh, feel very strong about him as a secondary pitcher tonight. A good path to the win, good path to the quality start. He's only nine thousand on FanDuel, so I mean, I think there's better ways for sure, cash game wise. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it looks like a just a no brainer on DK as a number two. Yeah, I love his price tonight. And you know what? There are some pitchers, and obviously we're going to go through them, that I feel that they're just in tough spots. Like, there's some good pitchers going up against some good teams. So this is one of the better matchups. And Tanaka has been, you know, pretty brutal lately. We'll say that. And, you know, he's allowed at least four runs in each of his last three outings. But in two outings against Tampa this year, 14 innings, he's only allowed one earned run and 13 strikeouts, zero walks. So that's encouraging. So he's struggled basically against a lot of other teams, but Tampa, he seems to be all right and locked in. So if you are going to get one or two Tampas, you know, I think it would be lefties. Lefties have had their way. Maybe G-Man Choi in, in spots in tournaments or, or Lau, Brendan Lau or Andy Diaz. But uh, for me, I, I have no problem rolling out Tanaka at his price at AK as a secondary pitcher on DK. I love it. Yeah, and I'm pretty good with some of those Yankees in the lineup, too. I mean, I, I want to go back there. Um, Encarnacion in that little ballpark, it, that's that's oh, a man. very that's a very exciting possibility there. I'm 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 all in there for sure. I I'm, should be. Uh, give me, yeah. Give me. Give it to me. And I the same it. guys I we've been it. talking about, like Hicks and, and Torres on FanDuel, those are real value bats in that lineup if, you know, if Hicks plays. Yeah, again, that's it's the Yankee bats on FanDuel, Tanaka on DK. I think that's the way you split it up. You got Jake Arrieta facing off against Patrick Corbin, who was not good in a gimme start last week. His last start should have been an absolute slam dunk, easy, and it was not. He's 9-4 on FanDuel, so just 400 more than uh, Tanaka, and I love the Tanaka matchup more personally. But, I mean, even so, it's just I, I feel like – I don't I don't like the Phillies lineup for sure. I feel good about this, but I'm wondering, Chris, do you feel like this is a trap? Because Corbin on DK is 8.2. He's kind of in that same range. You go, well, Philly hasn't been good, but that last start for Corbin really kind of, I don't know, it shook me a little bit. What should have been a slam dunk wasn't, and now this is another one where he should be in control of this matchup, and I'm concerned. Yeah, we should have concerns, and it may be a trap because of the price, but I'm interested. I, I actually am. The fact that Fulton was able to get through this Phillies lineup yesterday. If there's no Ruto Muto and there's no Jay Bruce, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some shares. Scott Kingery's is swinging a hot bat lately, but you know, in the bottom of that order with Rodriguez and Hernandez and Kingery, uh, you know, I, I'll take a shot there with Corbin just because we've seen usually he's around the 10K mark, right? I mean, the strikeouts have still been there. You're right, he has not been good, especially in his last outing, but. I will have a couple shares if this is a, a watered down Phillies lineup where it's just Segura, Harper, and Hoskins. And 
you know, those three are not swinging that good of a bat right now. So take some shots on Corbin. Definitely going to have some shots on Washington against Jake Arrieta, a high contact guy, 83% contact rate, 38% hard hit rate, 14 bombs so far this season, 13 runs allowed in his last three outings. So I think you can attack lefty bats. I'm really looking at Juan Soto tonight. Yeah, uh, Soto for sure. I think that's a great play there. Arietta's just imminently hittable. All right, now we got those Jays who have woken up. They got Edwin Jackson, Luis Garcia in this one. So I would imagine there's some run total here. I'm just going to put that out there, kids. Oh, Tani's at 5-1, Trout's at 5-6. So it's, you know, really got to pay for them against Edwin Jackson. I don't usually like to do this, but I think in, in the DK side, you can actually go up to this and you can go down and do a Tanaka Corbin pairing and kind of just fade the Sorokas and the top guys in the, on those board tonight, because there aren't like, it's not like a sale Verlander kind of board where it's like the right. very elite or the Coles or the big strikeout guys are up there. And some of the top guys have, you know, tricky matchups, I'd say at the very least. So yeah. I look at this one as if you want to dance with some big time bats tonight, it's Otani and trout against Edwin Jackson. That's, that's where I'm looking. And I feel like, you can get away with it on DK tonight, which is rare, but you can do it just because, you know, that's where we're at with uh, with with this team right now and, and where we're at tonight on the slate specifically. Yeah, I think there'll be some runs for sure. There's not even a total. Vegas doesn't know what to do with Edwin Jackson and, and Felix Pena going to come into this game for the Angels. It's probably going to be set pretty high, especially after seeing you know, Toronto have their way yesterday in Houston. So I agree with you. You know, you look at Otani and he's up at the 5K range on DK. He's still a below four on FanDuel, 3-8. Angels are going to get Justin Upton back in their lineup today. He's 3-7 on FanDuel and on DK. He's somebody that you can fit in. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of rust, but I mean, he's going to have to, he's going to get pitches from Edwin Jackson tonight, which is great. So uh, he's 3-9 on, on DraftKings as well. I mentioned David Fletcher on FanDuel. I think there'll be some runs. And on the other side, I think you can attack some lefty bats maybe Telez, uh, Biggio, maybe some of these guys against Pena, who's really struggled against lefties so far this season. 355 Woba, a 47% fly ball rate, compared to a 26% fly ball rate from right-handed bats. So Telez, we know, is a fly ball, fly ball hitter, and you know, you're, you're just rostering him, hoping he can hit a bomb or two. So we'll probably see some home runs. I'll be at this game, so I hope there will be some fireworks tonight for sure. Yeah. I, oh, there you go. Look at you, live in person. You know, i got to take myself to task here. Wait a minute. I, I, did I have Gary? I think I had Gary Sanchez as my weekend pick. Wasn't Cruz. So my bad. Dan O'Grady erased it from the board. Oh, uh, who, did, who did you pick? Right. Cause didn't I go Gary Sanchez? I think I, I went. Yeah. I think you did. I, I went Gary. Sanchez, you went Nelson Cruz is the week before I went. I think, I think that was my last weekend pick. That's right. Yes. Yeah. With Hoskins. So we failed. Think, yeah, we did. We did fail, <laughs> but you know, uh, we'll get her. Right. We should have just picked somebody in Colorado and in San Diego. Like well, we were joking we, about we that. It's a layup. Didn't. I know. I well, think we basically said everyone's like going yard in Colorado. Runs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we said everyone's going yard in Colorado. That's too easy. Let's make a non-Colorado game. And, yeah. you know, that's fine. We didn't hit it, but look, we did say that's everybody fair. in Colorado. So I think that's fair. All right. Now you got Wade Miley <laughs> taking on Luis Castillo, the first of the uh, bigger pitchers on the board. He is 10K uh, on FanDuel on DraftKings. If you're going to play with Castillo, he's also, guess what? 10K. So either way here I, I think this is actually a pretty decent one the you take the dh out of this lineup it's good uh you know i think better for castillo um uh, against the astros that's always a positive there the bottom of this order still not exciting we're still waiting on altuve who looks like he's close this week they say maybe by the weekend you get him back he's on rehab assignment so that's a positive there uh Sinzel, um you know 
I mean, looking at this, like, how do you want to attack this? Because you can go with Senzel and Suarez potentially. Um, they're both kind of in that mid five. I mean, Senzel's four six. I mean, that's a very expensive on DK. I think it's that's a tougher expensive. one for me. Too I don't want to go um, there at all. On FanDuel, it's three four for Suarez, three five for Senzel. I'm trying to find the righties towards the top of the order, and then of course Puig at three. Who we, you know, I just I can't do it anymore with Puig. We've tried, we've been hit and miss. Yeah. We've picked some spots, but I can't do it. It's not consistent enough. But Suarez and Senzel, possibly on the FanDuel side, you could take a shot on. What do you think about Castillo as your standalone pitcher tonight at 10K? I, you know what? I I thought you'd pump his tires a little bit more. I, and I know you like his his home road splits, and you know, you've been dead on with that. Before the season started, you were like, listen, this guy is better at home yeah. than he is on the road. A 1.87 ERA at home. So, I mean, he's going to likely get this Astros lineup without Jordan Alvarez who right that's another one four homers <laughs> in his first five games like setting records of that guy uh, so maybe he doesn't get in the lineup and then yeah I mean you look at this lineup all of a sudden with with not him and the, and the top dogs that you know Houston's been without for the past couple of weeks I can get behind a Castillo play in a tournament like I, I feel like people will shy away because he's 10k and it's the Astros let's you know, they just got shut out yesterday against Trent Thornton. So let's keep that in mind. <laughs> Castillo is a, is a much better pitcher. Yeah. Right? Eh, it is a little bit. Yeah. So I, I think you could take some shots maybe on Suarez. I know he's really, really struggling, but he's got a good track record against lefties. He right. is starting to show some signs. Some runs in back-to-back games, but he's been pretty frustrating. It's hard to spend 4K on him. You know, really, Miley just... He doesn't strike you know, a lot it's of funny. guys. I didn't, get, I didn't actually notice that. Puig went back to back because I Saturday I was in dance uh, dance recitals for four hours between my two daughters, and then Sunday was Father's Day, so I missed some of the little tiny things. So I don't know. I didn't realize Puig went back to back in two days. So but that, he's still been like he's still been like striking guys uh, or striking out. And well, but I mean, if three K on the Yeah, if you want to go send if Senzel Suarez Puig and leave Votto out of it, I got no issue yeah. with that. Yeah, you know, that's, that's not go. a bad little spot there, especially you're gonna need some relief there. And if you're in on Castillo, you might as well be in on the Reds. Yeah, um, and then you got Soroka over there, a standalone on FanDuel at 10 2, which I love tonight. I know he's going against Weaver, but at home, this Braves line has been tearing it up. Acuna has been red hot. He went yard again. I mean, he yeah. Acuna has hit that patch again. Like, I feel like he did this last year too, where he hit a patch where he was just unconscious for and it lasted a month and change. And that's, I feel like, where he's at right now. And he's one of the best players on the planet right now he's at four eight over on dk on the fan duel side he's just 4k which i think is a bargain considering how hot he's been right now and look zach wheeler is a good pitcher i'm not taking anything away from wheeler he's had some good moments has strikeout potential but soroka has really proven that he is a premium guy this year and i think we have to stand up and take account for that yeah i i think there's i think honestly i'd rather castillo i think just because there's more strikeout upside but soroka is is one that i think maybe people will gloss over he's just coming off a his worst outing of his career and he's expensive. So I, I think people could shy away, but this Braves lineup is just, Oh man, Joe, it's just so filthy. 15 spot last night. They've scored at least five runs in eight straight games. Like they're just Josh Donaldson has homers in three straight games. Like if he starts to get anywhere near, like just a 70% clip of, of his seasons in Toronto. I mean, this Braves team is just going to roll through this division and they really are, but so I would continue to attack their bats like you know, Acuna, like you mentioned, you know, Josh Donaldson. Why not over on the FanDuel side? I think you'd be silly not to take a shot in this $3,000 price. Nick Marcakis, like get some of the lefty bats in there against Wheeler. Who's who struggled against lefties. And well, and even Albies in, too, as a, on the lefty yeah. side too at three. Uh, Albies I think, as well. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Albies Acuna Freeman is a, is a, you know, you're kind of going from the bottom up, which I, I you know, I kind of like that grouping, uh, but yeah. And, and, 
and okay, let's let's bring it up because you have to. Does Wheeler have contrarian love tonight? Because we're all just yeah, he might yeah going to Roka. yeah yeah for sure. If you it's are a thousand dollar difference on Fanduel and in, in terms of like and actually on DK too because Soroka's ten five, Wheeler's nine two on DK. So you know Wheeler kind of has to enter into that contrarian because he has been good enough sometimes. Yeah, for and he has the upside for sure. I mean he. he he wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, had a few strikeouts and did okay against Atlanta, you know, although I'm pumping the Braves tires here a little bit, but he is the ultimate contrarian play. Like if you are a multiplayer tournament, like if you're going in lineups, you're going contests with more than three lineups, you, you probably should, you know, take some contrarian shots here tonight, because like we said, there's some good pitchers up against some tough teams. And so I think there's an opportunity maybe to get some guys with, you know, low ownership and Wheeler is probably one of those guys. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that for sure. Okay, let's go over Mike Clevenger back. So this oh, is exciting. Back. Less exciting is the fact that he's in Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. So Lance Lynn. So you got Clevenger at eight seven, his first start back. Um, and over on FanDuel, he is nine eight. So you're gonna pay a lot more. I wish there was a little bit more of a incentive. But this is another one of these guys who got who's gonna have secondary uh, love tonight. I think on DK because of the price at eight seven. However, it is in Texas. It is a first start back. I mean, do we really think he's going to go six innings his first start? I mean, is that really what no. happens nowadays? I, I mean, so. I don't feel like it is. So yeah, I'm going to just so. take a hard pass here. I'm tempted, but I'm going to take a hard pass. You get tempted because his first two innings of the season, 12 scoreless at innings, and he struck out 22. It's <laughs> so like that's yeah. the kind of upside he has. Like, in, in, But he in his last rehab start, I mean, he only had two. His last one, he went 5-1, and one, all scoreless, struck out five, looked good but he only had 67 pitches, like 51 were strikes. Right. It seems like he's all over, like he's he's on it. Oh, I think he's uh, right. I just, it's but a matter I, of yeah. how right can he be for how long, and is it a good enough play where it makes sense for the cost? I don't At think 8. so. At 8.7 as a secondary arm on DK, eh, on FanDuel, absolutely not as a standalone. That's, that's just, no, that's no, madness no, no. at 9.8. And even if he comes out, he drop, he goes seven innings and drops 10K, great, good for him. But yeah. I'm, I'm not getting involved in that. And offensively too, this is another struggle I have because, not a huge fan, obviously. We all know this of the uh, of the Cleveland lineup. It is in Texas. I like it more. Lance Lynn certainly is another one of these guys where some nights he comes out there and he looks good, and some nights he's an absolute gas can. So it's kind of tough to gauge. On the Texas side, I don't like throwing him against Clevenger. I think you'll get bullpen eventually, but I don't know, man. I feel like this whole game for me is just a hard pass, and I don't want to because there's lots of things I like about. Like I like being involved in offense in Texas. I like Clevenger being back and maybe get a discount, but I don't know, man. I look at the board. I have, I'm struggling with it. What's your take on it, Chris? Yeah, it's Lance Lynn is just too expensive for me to, to me to roll out there. Like, I don't want to touch him at, at nine, five. So like, he's, he's a bit of a pass for me and yeah, you're right. I mean, the bats are expensive. You know, Francisco Lindor is is five two. It's tough to roll him out and and Santana four nine. Like those are the two guys I'd want. I still, you know, every every time I, I look at Cleveland, and I look at Texas. I still end up taking shots on Ramirez and Odor. And I know obviously it hasn't worked out a lot this year, but I, I take those prices three seven. You know, Ramirez heading into Texas, maybe that'll be good for him. And for Odor, who hit a home run over the weekend, hitting a cleanup spot on Sunday, maybe he's starting to put things together a little bit. I, I like his price a lot more on Fandle. Like those are the two guys, Joe. I think that I would just have exposure to in tournaments. Odor at three K, Ramirez at three one. Take my shots there in, in tournaments and have some respect for these pitchers, but <laughs> but not wanting to play them because I just feel like Clevenger. To your point, like if he strikes out seven or eight, he's really only going to go five innings then. 
because he's well, he's got to go right, and he's got to he's got to strike out seven or eight to bring back value. And then when he goes to the five, then when you hand it over to the bullpen, it's all yeah. big crap. To you, you're not get, the chance of him getting the quality start at least. I think is tough. And I would kind of gauge that. Like, can you give me strikeouts? Can you give me quality start? Can you go certain deep deep into the end? And that that's kind of my gauge. And or like we took the shot at Eduardo Rodriguez on the weekend because well we said can you get me the you know potential W right. and he did yeah <laughs> so he did you know Eduardo yeah. did exactly what we said he was going to do can you strike out enough guys get the W beat Baltimore and you did you know that's yeah. everything else any walks or runs or whatever and that was actually minimal too but he was a great play and that's exactly the the strategy I think when you're looking for those secondary guys uh, Jose Barrios ten point three. Uh, at home against the Red Sox. Now, this is a fun one because Barrios would be normally a guy we'd be all over. However, it is against the Red Sox. That's kind of tricky, but they're at home. At 9-6, I think they're tempting you on FanDuel with him to be your standalone guy, and I think it is very tempting. I, I Porcello, I think, is eminently beatable. Um, I have a lot of respect for the Red Sox lineup, for sure, as everybody should. However, the, the Twins are just rolling, and, and I think they're going to hit Porcello. I think they're going to get Barrios a win here, and I think the fact that he's not double digits makes Burrios very palatable tonight. And so he's another guy like, again, like Sirocco and Burrios and Castillo and Wheeler. Like these are, these are all solid pitchers in tough spots, right? So you have to just mm-hmm. figure which, which is you're going to try to, to split hairs. I guess we have to look at things like wins. Like, is there a potential for a win here tonight? There is for Sirocco. There is for Barrios because, like you said, Porcillo, I mean, he checks in with an 84% contact rate, a career-high 44% fly ball rate. He's allowed 12 bombs, 77 since the start of 2017, and now he's got to face the arguably the best lineup in baseball who just leads the league in home runs. <laughs> so right. uh, a tough spot for him for sure, and going to take some shots with lefties like Rosario. Marwin Gonzalez is one of the better values on both sites. He's, he's swinging a much better bat lately, moving up in the order. <laughs> And I, I have no issue with Barrios as a tournament play as well um, on both sites. I, I think there's a little bit more value, as you mentioned, on, on the FanDuel side. He drops down to the 9-6 range, so uh, he's cheaper than Clevenger. So I, I think we, we realize right. that Clevenger I mean, that's, is that's, the <laughs> trap and Barrios is the play. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's, you know, you don't want to you, – look, Mike Clevenger – I, I feel almost guilty. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I think he's going to be good right? tonight too. Like he's, and he's I just probably, don't I, think he's going to go the distance. Like, again, he's one of those guys, again, if you're playing, he's going to be good. I don't think entries. that's the question. I don't think the question is he's going to be good. I think the question is, is he going to be good enough? Yeah. That's the issue. And at that price, I don't think he will. Be. And at that price, it's, it's difficult. I think it's, I understand the tournament love in it. Do not do it in cash games. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, Elisa Hernandez taking on miles. Mikolas. There should be some offense here. I bore how Ramirez went yard yesterday, so I know you got to keep that one on the board. 2.7. That's it, just 2.7. He's a nice lineup builder tonight. We like to find those guys on FanDuel. 100%. And you know what? We'll go back to some of these guys here. You know, I mean, th- there's there's some love there for the Marlins every now and then. Uh, but Mikulas has been trash. I mean, I, I was never a big fan. I thought last year Me was, either. you know, yeah. uh, complete nonsense. And Goldschmidt went yard yesterday, too. So looking at him, too, he's just 3-9 over on DK. Three so five in terms of Vandal. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a huge price break uh on Goldschmidt. And I think Goldschmidt is doing, you know, he's he's locked in right now. So for me, I think that's a huge discount. I'm gonna take Goldschmidt. So there's some one-offs in here. Goldschmidt, Harold Ramirez, some lineup builders. 
I would expect some offense. Are you stacking any of these guys? I kind of like just the one-offs personally. I like the one-offs too. Yeah, I think you said it, you know, amazingly when you talked about Miami, like Ramirez, maybe Curtis Granderson. I'm not stacking them, but yeah, Mikolas just got lit up in his last start against this team. So if you're just looking for that standalone value, that one cheap guy that will allow you to do some other things, I think it's Ramirez and Curtis Granderson. Goldsmith is is like the Manny Machado effect right now. He's like he's he's too good for his price. Like he's you take shots and then you're starting to see some better swings from both of these guys. So I would just take one or two guys and you know take the value and move on. All right. You got the A's at home, Mike Fires against Andrew Kashner. All right, let's do this. Chris Davis, <laughs> Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Marcus Simeon. Go right in the board, right in the, one through four. Boom. Do it. And look, yeah. they're four. And they went from the range on DK from four all the way. Matt Olson is four eight on on DK. I can't believe it. I can't believe yeah, I haven't seen you... a prize like that next to Olson oh, in quite some time. Finally. But look, I think you go all the way there with them on FanDuel. It's it's much more user friendly. Obviously, three six for Davis, three four for Olson, three eight for Chapman. So Chapman's the most expensive one, and then Simeon at three four. Look, it's chalk. I don't care. Linestar app likes it too. Everything likes it. Give me that stack. Now the question is. Do you like fires tonight at seven six just to come away with a W? I kind of do. do. I, I, yes, I kind of do. Oh, I'm so glad you and I are always on the same page. I thought I thought I there was a like, slight I chance. I'm excited. I don't. I'm not happy with myself. Right. Yeah. But I'm doing I, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my write up this morning on TQE call me crazy, but I'm interested in clearly for the W. I'm glad we're on the same page here. I mean, you go through the the numbers of fires. We all know 15 home runs, seven over a six game home streak, but he's actually been pretty decent. He's allowed four four fewer hits in five of his past seven starts, three or fewer runs in nine straight outings, nine straight outings. He has an ERA at 3.6 at home. It's almost six on the road. Obviously we know the advantage of pitching in Oakland, especially for a fly ball pitcher like Mike fires. And the fact that these A's are going up against Andrew Kashner, that's, that's a bonus right there. We've got a 5.5 team implied total for Oakland and a 3.6 team implied total for Baltimore. So fires can just go six innings, continue the three or fewer, Get the run support. He's going to get you get you a win. And at seven six on DK, I think that's or that's on Fanduel seven six, seven seven, perfect. I mean seven seven on DK, I can definitely get behind that as a little bit of a cash saver as your secondary arm. And just hey, give me the win and I'll move on here. I think it's a good spot for him. I do too. And I'll tell you what, the other thing that Fires allows you to do is to get involved with those Angels guys too. Yes. And I think I want to get involved with Trout tonight and Otani. And I think that's that's okay. almost a must on DK where you're looking, okay, who's a who's a guy that's like 7K that can get me a W tonight and has a decent matchup and everything there and it's going to allow me to get to some of these bigger salaries. And that's one of them. I mean, you could stack the A's and put some Angels in there too and just kind of go all, all AL West tonight on somebody. And I think you'll do pretty well. Uh, Tyler Beatty is going to get to Maeda. This should be a lot for Maeda. Uh, this is an easy cash game play. He's 9K. Uh, I got no problem with this one. I, I don't I think it's safe. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody. Uh, the only thing is, I don't know how many strikeouts you're going to get in this one from Maeda. He's 8-6 on FanDuel. I don't love Maeda as a standalone on FanDuel at 8-6. I don't either. As a tournament, even as a tournament play, I don't like it that much, personally. I just, I can't get there. No, I'd you know? rather do it in cash, like you said, maybe a double up. But it's so tough. Like, it, it really caps your upside if. You know, this is your only pitcher on FanDuel. Maybe if you're playing the late slate. But again, I, I'd rather actually take a shot on fires, to be honest. With no, you. I would cash too. And then Give load fires up on some the bats. Offense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Load up on some bats. But a 1.69 ERA at home. I mean, that's what you're getting with Maeda. So that's what you said. He's safe. And, you know, he'll he had five shadowed innings against the Giants earlier this year in San Fran, where he has struggled on the road. So you can get by as a cash game option on DK for sure. 
All right, Danny Duffy taking on Tommy Malone. Two lefties here. I want to point out on FanDuel, Jorge Soler is just 3K. I like him against against Malone, the lefty here. I think that's a really good, uh, another lineup builder. Uh, You throw him in there, it helps you. Whit Merrifield's just 3-6 in this one, too, if you want to go double dip there. And now that Encarnacion is out with the Mariners, I I just, you know, this is not a lineup. You got no Hanager, you got no Encarnacion. Domingo Santana's just floating around there. Uh, I know Kyle Seager has been, you know, back, but I don't like him against lefties ever. So that's not a good one. Yeah. So to me, it's a hard pass on the entire Mariners squad, but I'll take the one offs with Soler and Merrifield for Kansas city tonight. Would would you think about Duffy? Maybe not tonight, but like going forward, attacking the Mariners lineup when the lefties on the Hill, maybe the way to go. I mean, they have the you know fifth highest funny, record Chris, against lefties. If, if tonight is a weird, like I said, there's no big time, you know, really big. I mean, Castillo's on there, Barrios, but like, we're not talking about the Coles and the Verlanders and the Scherzers. Yeah. So if you went, got a little weird with Duffy tonight and fires and then just went complete, we're talking the Trouts, we're talking the Otanis, we're talking all the guys in Oakland, we're talking, uh, you know, there's kind of be one or two of the other big bats. You could probably get Goldschmidt in there too. guys, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota guy. If you want to load up on the big time offenses tonight, these are two nights where, this is a night where those kind of pitchers, and uh, let me see, on DK, Duffy is what? Duffy is 7-5. So, I think you could do that tonight. And that's not normally thing I, I would say, but I think those guys will be good enough. But I think the offense is going to be the separator on DraftKings. Not a FanDuel thing. Again, I right. don't think this is yeah. what you want to do there. Yeah. But if you're going to double up and try just go say, hey, offense is going to carry me, and these guys can basically get 85% of what I think the top pitchers on the board can. Because I don't have a lot of faith in Corbin tonight. I don't no. think Tanaka is going to have a mind-blowing 10 strikeout performance. If that doesn't happen. No, I know. There's just, again, there's some guys that are just in tough, tough spots. So may, maybe tonight's not the night with Duffy, but I, I don't hate a share or two in a tournament spot on DK only because there's going to be a lot of lefties moving forward in this lineup in Seattle. I mean, I mentioned a top five strikeout against left-handed pitching. You got Smith in there. Vogelback, oh, you, you can't Smith, hit lefties. Vogelback, Seager, D. Yeah. Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I and, think it's a he, night for Duffy. I'm fine with this. Yeah, or okay. I'm fine if you want, if you're playing multi-entry, you have fires and then you switch them out for Duffy in another one too. If you want to just diversify a little bit, if you're doing yep. multi-entry kind of thing, that's fine. Cause it's the same, it's the same grid. You just switch those two guys out, you know, All right. and back I like and forth. it. I tossed it up. You made me feel good about it. I like it. I like it. No, I, I, you do I it. think we got to pick on the Seattle lineup moving forward. Definitely. I agree. No, no, no Hanniger in the lineup tonight either. So he's obviously it's amazing where we started with Seattle and where we are now right? in mid June. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was with my, yeah. uh, my uncle and aunt this weekend and they're both from Seattle. They have season tickets and they were just like, they were so bummed. I think I had this conversation with you before. Like they just sold everyone, obviously like Pax and Diaz made some trades and, and I, and I told them originally, I was like Diaz and, and, or when you got Edwin and Bruce, like those guys are out next too. Like they're just going to be shipping them out. And they, they were so excited with the start and it was like oh you know maybe the season isn't going to be as bad and now it's just like okay it is going to be this bad the pitching <laughs> is awful and they're really just selling like that's the yeah. obviously Depoto likes to you know uh, likes to make his deals but you know, well like they know. got they actually got some guys in the pipeline for the first time in a while too though. so I mean if they're going to sell I mean I think they could have gotten more of Encarnacion personally but what, yeah, you me know, too. what do I know yeah. I don't know that's the weirdest thing about Depoto is he makes some crazy you go wow and then some other words you go really I just yeah. Just gave it away, I felt like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, you could have waited another couple of weeks. What's the difference? Somebody would have paid. Uh, Chassin against Lucchese. is the last game on the slate today. Lucchese is 8.6. Um, he's at home. He's 8.1 on FanDuel. What are your thoughts on this one, Chris? I mean, normally, you know, that, that Brewers lineup is one we, we run away from when it's in Milwaukee. Now that it's in San Diego, 
are you running or you think, you know what, this Brewers lineup is formidable enough where I'm going to pass on Lucchese, even though it's a lefty. And look, you, you do have, it's more lefty, um, I'll say lefty heavy, but the bats you like most, the Yelich's and the Moustakas's are all left-handed in this lineup. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fade away from it, actually. I got, I got some respect for Lucchese, not enough to play him against uh, Milwaukee, but the fact that, you know, Milwaukee... I wasn't overly impressed with their series in San Fran. Like I didn't feel like they were, they were scoring a lot of runs generating some, I mean, they lost five, three on the, the opener. They scored some runs on Saturday, but they still lost that game against the giants. And then yesterday they got five, like not, not spectacular. I have more interest actually in these, in these Padres, all of a sudden they get away from Coors field and their prices drop down again, like Tatis juniors, three, eight on FanDuel. Manny Machado's 3-5 on FanDuel. Um, Hunter Renfro just had a wicked series. I know it was at Coors, but he's 3-2. And, you know, Shasin, who's, you know, coming off the IL, this is this is somebody who has struggled so far this season. He's allowed 57 hits and 58 mm-hmm. innings. He's allowed 37 yeah. and runs. And why the hell is Fran Mil Reyes just, why is Fran Mil Reyes it. just 2.9 yeah. on Disrespect. FanDuel? What, what yeah. is that about? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I think this is one of the sneaker, again, you talked about Soler. Here's another one, Fran Mil Reyes, 2-9. I mean, if that's not a lineup builder, I don't know what is. You got power upside there against Justine. He's at home. I think it's, you know, it's a decent one. So uh, what are you looking at betting wise for the day, Chris? All right. So betting wise for the day, I am going to pick on the Phillies. I'm going to pick Washington at home. I like the Angels on the road. I like the over in that ball game as well between the Angels and, and you know, the Blue Jays. I think the under in Cincinnati and Houston, Wade Miley, we've, He's not a fantasy guy, but he doesn't allow a lot of runs. He really doesn't. I'm going to give some respect to Castillo as well. Uh, I like the Braves to continue to roll. Um, the under in Cleveland and Texas. Some tough, tough matchups here tonight on the board for sure from a betting standpoint. If you're just going to go a three-game parlay, probably my favorite ones would be the Angels on the road, Oakland at home against Baltimore, and then the Dodgers at home against the Giants. So those are some pretty heavy favorites, but you lay enough juice, you'll be all right. All right, that brings us to our favorite time in the show, the time where we call our shot to go yard. I will go first tonight, and I'm going to go wherever Edwin Jackson lives, and that's <laughs> that's where I like to go. And he's living in Toronto, and so is Shohei Otani. So Ooh. I'll give me the lefty, Shohei Otani, showing out, going yard tonight in Toronto. Lock it up in front of Chris Meany's own eyes as he oh. gets to watch his boy. There you go. You get to watch your boy tonight in the stands and enjoy a Shohei Otani home run. I hope you catch it. I don't know if you're sitting in the outfield, but I hope you're out there for when he when he's when he gets up. You need to go out there. I do, like and the, you, you know what? You I need, you need to kind of get up and run out to uh, <laughs> to right field area. <laughs> I'm gonna double down with the Angels, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna join you, and I'm gonna go Mike Trout. You know, I went there last we year, last year, early to uh, BP, and Otani was hitting him off the hotel roof. If anybody's ever been like hotel windows, if anybody's ever been to the Rogers Center, that's that's a that's a big bomb. So hopefully you are right there. Um, there's two ways to look at home runs tonight, guys, that angels game. And then that Oakland game, those, those are, those are the home runs. If you're in one of those home run pools, you got to attack those games. Yeah. hundred percent there. That's exactly right. So we're going to do that. We're going to attack those. And also just as a bonus, it's probably a good lock that Matt Olson's going to go yard tonight too. Against That's Andrew where Patrick. I was going to go the other way. Him yeah. Olsen or Trout, <laughs> you know, just, just too solid. Gonna say, like probably Chris Davis too, but Matt Olson, there's, there's your extra credit. Like if Matt Olson doesn't go yard tonight. I'd be, I'd be shocked. I really would. I just, you know, but I'm sticking with Otani as my, my lock one. Olsen is the secondary if you need another one too. So that'll do it for me and Chris. We'll be back again as always tomorrow, talking more DFS, recapping what happened the day before and making you smile and have some fun because baseball and fantasy sports is supposed to be fun. Bye. Follow us on Twitter 
at Joe, at Joe Pizapia 17 at line star app and at Chris Meany. And make sure you check out the fantasy football black book 2019 edition out on Amazon and iTunes right now. You can get it for paperback Kindle or on your iTunes device. Nothing better than that. So football is right around the corner. Football is coming. I hope yes. you're ready. Go take the black. So that'll do it, it for us. Book. That's right. There's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meney.